Welcome to Revive Her, a transformative space where we break down walls to unearth the incredible power that lies within every woman. We're your hosts, Haley and Noel. Dive into candid conversations about entrepreneurship, faith, and relationships, and the journeys that define us. Whether you're a woman who's walking the path of self-discovery or someone who desperately needs to feel understood, Revive Her is your safe space to learn, heal, and grow. Are you ready? All right, guys, we are back with, I think, a juicy topic today. Uh, Noelle and I are going to be covering how to navigate jealousy and competition among women, especially in the era of living and breathing social media. So, Noelle, I know that you have had a huge platform and you have done so much in your career and you're a bold voice. Uh, I always tell everyone that Noelle's an alpha and, and I mean it as the biggest compliment. She is a strong personality, but she's also really meek and humble. And she truly, in my opinion, is such an example of how to live the way that Jesus wants us to live and how she treats others. But I know that you are no stranger to having people envy you. And uh, yeah. I want to hear your experiences with the epidemic of envy. Yes. Yeah, so first I will say that I have been on both sides of this. So I have been envious, but I've also been envied as well. And you said it perfectly when you said epidemic, mm -hmm. because it's like an envy epidemic. And when I think about an epidemic, um, one pattern that I've noticed is an epidemic spreads, right? So it starts out as something small, mm -hmm. but then it spreads and it's the people who we surround ourselves with. And it starts with one person. So you can think of this as you are who you surround yourself with. Yep. And a lot of this envy and a lot of this jealousy and a lot of this strife, it starts in your circle of friends. It mm -hmm. starts with one person that bleeds into another person that then bleeds into another person. And the root of all of it is insecurity. Yes. And I say that with authority because I know mm -hmm. that the moments that I was so envious and the moments that I was comparing myself to people was out of my own insecurity. Yeah. So I feel like that one thing about this kind of envy epidemic that people don't talk about is when you're on the side of it, that people are envious of you mm -hmm. and it's a hard place to be in. One thing that I have noticed within myself and that a lot of people can probably relate to is that you fear success because of this. Yes. You fear success because you're afraid of losing quote unquote friends. Yeah. You fear success because you know that you cannot walk out in your full potential and your full power because there's always going to be people that leave. Mm -hmm. And I know within me, that's deep rooted trauma of not having a father there for me, mm -hmm. right? Not having that support there. It's like this feeling of just insecurity and the fear of people leaving. Mm -hmm. And so in turn, I've feared success for so long. Mm -hmm. And what that does is you water yourself down and you water yourself down and that neutralizes the uniqueness that God has placed in you. And so 
you know, we all have those friends that when you, maybe you hit a big milestone in your career mm-hmm. and it's your friends that you don't want to tell yes. because you know, they're not going to cheer for you. Yes. They're not going to clap for you. They're not going to be happy for you. And we all have those people in our lives. And I feel like that I've let that control me for so long mm-hmm. and I've let it build this insecurity in me. And the only way I overcame that was getting a hold of who I am in Christ, Mm -hmm. getting a hold of who he says I am, Mm -hmm. not what the world says I am. And so I've always been that person that thinks, why would anyone be jealous of me? Mm -hmm. Why would anyone be envious of me? I've heard you say that so many times. Yes, because I am a hot mess. Like my life has been a mess in certain points. Like my house is a mess. My kids (laughs) are crazy. Like there's nothing special about me. And one time I said that, I said, there's nothing special about me. And I was specifically talking about my career and my success. And I was like, you know, there's nothing special about me. And I felt this deep conviction that, yes, there is. There's something special about me. It says that I am God's workmanship. Mm -hmm. He knit me together in my mother's womb. He knows the hairs on my head. And when we say I'm nothing special. Like there's nothing special about me. I used to say like, I'm just a small town girl that went for it. Yeah, That's not true. I am his workmanship. And so I feel like that for so long, I felt just inadequate and I felt insecure, but I got convicted over that. Like you are something special. And so a lot of people always ask me just this year, you might not know this, but I didn't have a job. Mm. Um, six months ago, I had no income. My job burned down. And so then after that, my dog died. And then I was diagnosed with melanoma at 32 years old. In the past six months, I've went through this and people are always asking me like, how do you make it through? Mm -hmm. How do you make it through? Like, how do I make it through this? And it's prayer and favor. Mm Mm-hmm. And so many times you are focused on everyone else's favor and you're looking at all that God has blessed everyone else with, all God has pulled other people out of, and you miss your own blessings. You miss that own favor in your life. You miss what God is going to do for you and what he has already done for you because you are way too busy focusing on everyone else and all that he has blessed them with. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've experienced and going back to what you've said, Noel, is when you get a hold of who you are, whose you are, and when you are focusing on yourself more than other people, there's such a power that lies within that. And I said it last episode that we are all handcrafted uniquely by God. I might have the same gift as you, but the way that we show our giftings are going to be completely different. We might have the same skills and talents. We might be in the same industry. We might want to do the same things, but the way that that plays out is going to be completely different because we are made to be different. And uh, I think it's often synonymous and not said enough that envy and judgment kind of go hand in hand. You might fear judgment by not watering yourself down, And that judgment is coming from a, is often coming from a place of envy, which is often coming from, like you said, a root of insecurity. And even that insecurity has a root. Like we can keep tracing back all of these feelings and get to a root 
another route and another route. And often the root of insecurity is a fear, like you said earlier, fear of rejection and a fear of abandonment. And I can say that because that's something that I struggle really deeply with. And I didn't realize just how deep that wound went until I got in therapy and we started, um, seeing, I saw this, I mean, it was like a dang tree of roots in my life of insecurity that, that were from the fear of abandonment and the fear of rejection. And I think that breeds a lot of our insecurity because Noel, if you're better than me in in my mind, Mm -hmm. if I think you're more successful than me and I'm jealous of it, or if I think you're better than me, prettier than me, whatever the, the subject is, it's because I fear that people aren't going to want me. They're going to want you instead and that I'm not worthy. But I heard something similar to this, but if you tell me I have, uh, if you guys don't know me or don't know what I look like, I have uh, brown hair. I'm a brunette. If you look at me and you say, Haley, I hate your blonde hair. I think it's ugly and I think it's stupid. I'm going to look at you and be like, okay, you Mm -hmm. can think that that's okay. Why can I do that? It's because I know that I don't have blonde hair. Mm -hmm. I'm a brunette. I know it to my core that I'm a brunette Mm -hmm. and I have brown hair. And that's, you can look at that and apply it to, if you know your worth, if you know that God has made you different, if you know you're not supposed to operate the same as this other person, nothing that anyone says can phase you. Absolutely. That power can be cultivated and it's freeing. Like I've just recently unlocked this for myself and I cannot tell you how freeing that mindset truly is. Yes. But you have to dig up those roots. Yes. You have to dig them up and you have to know like, okay, where is this stemming from? And our pastor always says it best, but he's always talking about that. We're pointing the finger at everyone else, but the powerful moment is when you turn it around and you point it at yourself Mm -hmm. and you're like, every, you know, you, 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 but really we are the root of mm-hmm. a lot of the issues. And one thing I do want you to get a hold of in this episode, when we are talking about jealousy and envy, this is uncomfortable. Like this is an uncomfortable topic to talk about on both sides, because you don't want people to know that you've been jealous of mm-hmm. other people. You don't want people to think, oh my gosh, everyone's jealous of me, you know, and it's, it's really hard to talk about, but I want you to understand that you are going to lose people Mm -hmm. in your life. You're going to lose people and pruning seasons happen because Mm. they're necessary for growth. Just like digging up those roots, it's necessary for growth. And one way that I always look at this because I have lost people in my job, I've lost people in my life. Um, I've lost people because of this, Mm -hmm. because of being successful because I've made it through the fire because I wasn't trapped in the fire and I wasn't stuck in those things. I've lost people, but pruning seasons are necessary for growth. And one thing I've understood is that you have to lose people that may be holding you back from that next level that God has called you to, Mm. you know, that when you lose people, it's painful. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt because it absolutely does. But it's necessary for growth. And one thing I have to remind myself all the time when I'm facing this on the jealousy side, but also if I'm facing this on, I have people who are acting jealous towards me is that you'll know a tree by its fruit. Yep. I want to talk about a situation that I have been through that I feel like that we don't bring light to enough. And I lost my quote unquote best friend a few years back and we had been friends since fifth grade, but that friend that I talked about earlier that 
You don't want them to know that you've had a success or you don't want them to know that you have had a breakthrough in your career or that you and your husband, you know, had a good date night, you know, something simple as that. I lost that. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to a point where I had to just release it because I had fought it for so long and I had just made myself believe that I've been friends with her my whole life and I have Mm -hmm. to accept this behavior. I want to stop, you know, how did it feel? Like how in those moments before you continue, how, what did you feel when all of this was happening? I think it's important for us to tap into the emotions because a lot of times we're afraid to say how we feel about things. So if you don't mind to share with us, how, what, what did you feel in these times? I felt overwhelmed at first. I felt overwhelmed at the situation that was going on, but it was like this peace come over me and enough was enough. Mm -hmm. And I just said, like, I have got to be freed from this. Mm -hmm. This has kept me in bondage for too long and I have got to be freed from it. And when I freed myself from it, I felt like the weight of the world was lifted from my shoulders. Mm -hmm. But I say all of that. And I tell you of that dark time in my life, because it's not about the actual losing the friend, right? It's about how you humble yourself when they're dragging you through the mud publicly, Mm -hmm. because this was online. I work online. That's no, no secret. I work on social media, but it's how you, how you react it's how you humble yourself when they're bashing you online to everyone. Yeah. It's how you react when they're putting everything out there. It's how you can humble yourself and seek God. Because one thing when it comes to this is that our truth can never overshadow God's truth. Yeah. Right. And we want to, our flesh wants to, my flesh wanted to so many times, but that is when you truly see that spiritual maturity in you. That's how you see that you have grown leaps and bounds. So I just want you to know that you're not alone. If you're losing people, if you feel like that, maybe people are coming against you or maybe you're on the other side of it and you're like, man, I'm that friend. I'm that friend that my friend is trying to have a breakthrough and I'm pulling her back. I just pray that you will find the root of that. But I also pray that you will stop watering yourself down to make people feel comfortable. Because what I was doing was I was suppressing what God had placed in me that made me unique. I was Mm -hmm. suppressing his favor. I was suppressing everything I had prayed for, everything, all those seeds that I had planted I was suppressing that because I was afraid. I was afraid to be successful. I was afraid to, you know, shine the way God had called me to shine because I knew that I was going to lose this friend that I had had my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, but that prepped me for all of these situations and seasons because there's been more. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just end there. There's been more. So now when I feel this coming on, I just know, Lord, I know how freed I've been from that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you don't love them. I think that's a miss. That's something we misunderstand that you don't have to like them, Mm -hmm. but you do have to love them, you know, and sometimes it's just loving them from a distance and not continuing to put yourself in that same situation over and over and over. But that, you got to stop watering yourself down because God has called you to bigger. Mm -hmm. He has called you to more and he has called you to walk in his power and his authority. So how do we overcome that? So now we're at this point where we know who we are in Christ and we know what he says about us, but how do we put that action into it? 
I think one of the, and this goes back to what I said earlier, is understanding our design and understanding who God says we are. And like I said earlier, uh, for me personally, that that kind of unlocked it for me because I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we have been envious of other people at some point. And even recently, and I don't, I don't know, truthfully, if I would call it envious, there's women that I admire and that I wish I was like. Yes but not in a negative way, like an aspirational, inspirational way. But if I focus on that too much, that seed can grow into envy and jealousy because mm-hmm. there is a difference in admiring someone, finding them inspirational, looking up to them, watching what they do and trying to be better, trying to be like them in, a, in an aspect. But then if if that focus is there too deeply, that can grow a seed of jealousy and envy like we're talking about. And you have to recognize what is happening in you. So for instance, recently, and I think this is a healthy aspiration, uh, not necessarily an envy. I was listening to a really great podcast and she has such a soft storytelling delivery that draws you in her voice is soothing it's it captures your attention or at least it did mine and uh, knowing that we were starting our podcast I was like man I would love to be able to talk like Bryn I would love to be able to captivate people like Bryn but lord honey child I am not Bryn I am loud I talk fast I never in my 30 years have I ever been called calm or anything like that that's just not how I'm made and I can admire her and then also be like you know I wish I was like that but I'm not and I'm loud and I talk fast and I have an accent and that's gonna reach people that probably brand never will and vice versa so Mm -hmm. I can admire that and kind of want to be like it at the same time understanding that I'm not designed that way and I'm designed completely opposite and it's still freaking great. And that again is a, it's a therapeutic technique, which I also think people need to lean in on. Um, that's freed my mind from feeling envious, from feeling jealousy. And for, from also when I do feel envious, when it gets to that bad seed Mm -hmm. and when I'm watering that too much and it starts to get out of control, that can keep me intact. Like understanding that God made me the way that I am supposed to be. God didn't make me uh, any other way. And it's really focusing on that. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He made you fearfully and wonderfully exactly as you are. And you're not meant to be like anyone else. And I know that's cliche. I know that some of you are probably rolling your eyes as I say (laughs) that, but when you really get that truth in your heart and in your mind, it changes you. Yes, it does change you. And it gives you that power to overcome because one thing is, Yes, I've lost people, but I have to remind myself that I'm not at war with flesh and blood. Yep. We're not at war with each other, mm-hmm. right? We have one enemy and I do believe he will manipulate people. He will cause division. He will do all of those things, but it's up to us to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. And that's how we overcome those things. And we have to separate ourselves from it. But I feel like that drawing inspiration versus being envious, I always ask myself, how can I be inspired by her? Just like you talking about Bryn's voice, like you can ask yourself, like, how can she inspire me? Yes. What can I learn from her? There's so many times I've been guilty of this as well, that we are literally hating on people 
that we should be drawing inspiration yeah. from. We should be taking notes. Like, what are they doing? How are they doing this? Like, what does their day look like? What does their time with Jesus look like? I do mm-hmm. this a lot with women who are in ministry because I'm hungry yeah. and I want it and I want it so bad. But I know that I got to cheer for them mm-hmm. and that when I'm cheering for them, that my time is going to come as well. And there's a verse in Proverbs that says iron as iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. So one person sharpens another. And it's just like that. We can choose to be envious or jealous, or we can be like, she can sharpen me. What, like, what can I learn from her? And that's putting that scripture into action instead of, you know, having us butt heads on these things. It's like, how, how can I be better in my way? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I, be like her in my own way. Yes. And in those friend groups that we talked about earlier, how an epidemic starts being that person in your friend group that speaks up like, no, she's killing it. Like, how can we be inspired by her instead of starting that comparison? Because what you feed grows. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to take a stand to be the person that makes a difference. Yes. There's a, uh, I recently, well, I'll say recently, we've been friends for like two years now, but um, there's a woman in Nashville that I met. Her name is Shannon and she owns a company called Heels and Handshakes. And she is all about women empowerment. And she is one of the few women that I can say truly uh, empowers other women from her heart. I'm, I'm sure Shannon experiences insecurity and self-doubt and jealousy and envy as well, but you never hear her putting another woman down. Mm-hmm. Anybody that comes in her circle, whether she's close to you or not, she is uplifting them. She's encouraging them. She's helping them. And I even look at her as an inspiration to me as like, yes. I, I feel like I do pretty good. I feel like I have a spiritual gift of encouragement, but I'm not perfect and I want to be better. And I look at Shannon and I'm like, how can I be more like that? And I I use it as motivation. I'm not jealous of Shannon at all, Mm -hmm. but I want to be more like her. I want to be better than I am with encouragement. I want to be better at uplifting people. Yeah. She sharpens you. Yeah. We need that. And it's funny that you said that because for me, you have always like been that friend for me. We're going to cry, we're going to cry, but every single time I've had something like positive or, and like you with me, I know like we always celebrate our wins and you need women like that Mm -hmm. in your life. I'm so tired of just how women are in general. And that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this podcast for you guys, because we are that for each other. You know, every time you've had a huge deal, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to do this. And it's like, you need women who celebrate you and you need women who are genuinely happy for you. So I hope that that revives you. I hope that that encourages you that that woman is you. Mm-hmm. It takes you being the difference maker in this. And it takes you in, in this stigma of jealousy and envy. So we want to invite you to revive your spirit by meditating on this scripture. This is one of my favorite ones. It's Galatians six. It's verses four through 10. Um, and if you want to go deeper, download our free seven day guide to revive your spirit in the show notes. <laughs>